Hi, everyone. In this episode of the Hashtag CJUSD Chats podcast, Jamal and I will be joined by Superintendent Miranda as our special guest co-host. This is Dr. Miranda's second time co-hosting, so welcome back. We will be interviewing CJUSD's brand new CBO or Assistant Superintendent of Business Services, Mr. Greg Fromm, to get to know him, his vision, and his goals. Very excited for this one. All right. Thanks, Lynette. I am super excited to be back on the Hashtag CJUSD Chats and even more excited to introduce to our community Mr. Greg Fromm. He is our new Assistant Superintendent of Business, our new Chief Business Officer, and finally, I have a complete Executive Cabinet team, so I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm looking forward just to sharing with the audience how me and Greg know each other, so um, yeah, be prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) Briefly, right? Yes, briefly. (laughs) So yay, we cannot wait to hear more about our guest. But as always, before we get into the interview, let's see where he stands on some very important issues. This is where the podcast decides if we like him or not, if he's going to be a keeper or if he's got to go. So what is your go-to Starbucks order? Well, that's kind of tough for me because I never go to Starbucks. Uh, That's minus 10 points. Man of my heart. Now, if it was 7-Eleven, it'd be okay. Coke Slurpee. Oh my, a Coke Slurpee. Coke Slurpee's my go-to drink. Okay, hold on, Mr. Plant-Based. Where does Coke Slurpee go in with your healthy living? It's just something... You gotta splurge. Yeah. I do it with my kids as well. It's just something I grew up on, going to 7-Eleven and getting an ice-cold Coke Slurpee. So. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, Greg, when we met, <laughs> we went to Starbucks. No, that is and true. I... I think I got you a venti mocha frappuccino. Just kidding. No, I didn't get to that. But No, you got me a Sae berry drink. It was delicious. But, that's right. That was. That, but that in was terms healthy. of going okay. on my own, if I want to get a go-to he drink. He wasn't going to tell you he didn't want to yeah. go to Starbucks. He yeah. wanted a job. He's, he's now, in the process of being hired. Yeah. <laughs> yes, now, sir. Yes, boss. <laughs> now, if I go to Starbucks, there's drinks I will drink. I'm not a coffee drinker, but the Sae berry, it was very delicious. And, okay. and that, but if you're looking at a go-to drink for me, it's a Coke Slurpee. If, okay. If I can only have one, it's a Coke Slurpee. Got it. So sweet or salty snacks? Um, sweet. Sweet? Like I, what? Oh, licorice, sour Ooh, gummies. Um, yeah, I love anything sour. Okay. That, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. And this is the question that determines your fate. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Now, I'm going to be very critical of this question because I grew up in Buffalo, New York with pizza and wings people could eat every day. Mm-hmm. So if I was in Buffalo, no way could I get away with putting pineapple on my pizza. But on California, plant-based, you mix it up. Thank you. I can do it. Yes. It, it's yes. all about where you're getting Ooh, the pizza. Thank you. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. And I tell, I tell people in the Bronx, of course, no okay. pineapple because okay. the pizza is amazing on its own. But in yeah. California where the pizza tastes the way it does, yeah, pineapple, I, pineapple will bring something to it. Now I have to add, I love pizza. There's like two types of food if I could live off of sushi and pizza. So you put anything uh, okay. on it, I'll eat the pizza. But if it's my go-to, like I said, New York, there's no pineapple. I would okay. let you slide if we were in Hawaii. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Absolutely. And we are BFF, so he's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for playing our icebreaker game. So now let's hear from our guest, Greg, and please introduce yourself. Yeah. Hello, everybody out there. My name is Gregory Fromm, and I'm the new Assistant Superintendent of Business Services with Colton Joint Unified School District. Um, 
very blessed and happy to be in Colton. Uh, this is a great place. Um, I'm starting my third week, so and I'm still smiling and happy. <laughs> I love coming to work, especially when it's to work with great people. And Colton has amazing people, so it makes the drive to work enjoyable. And you want to get to work quicker to be with the great people here. And, and so, if you want to give us. Um, a little brief bio, like maybe career overview, any highlights you have. Like when you I, did at the, were you at the principal's meeting where you shared? I, I missed no, the he principal's meeting. You were like, you were a motivational speaker. I, I, <laughs> I do have a career. That's my post career. I either okay, want to be okay. a comic stand up or mo motivational start, speaker. Or let's start like that. with college. What was that notable thing you did in college? Yeah, so I played college football at the University mm -hmm. of Buffalo, 90 through 92. Um, it, it was a great time. Of course, it didn't end well for me. I ended up, my career ended as a player with a broken bone in my neck. And then I moved on into, uh, college coaching. So I finished out my four years there as a student coach. And then I got a position out in San Diego, USD Toreros as a graduate student coach, uh, for the 94, 95 school year and that. So I pursued that and did that for six, seven months, and I decided ah, maybe college football coaching isn't what I want to do. I always wanted to be a high school football coach, teach PE. Um, when I was making my choice for college, I love where I went to college, but I chose it for football, not for the okay. educational piece and, and stuff like that. So I gave up my career as a college football coach, moved back to Buffalo, New York, went to graduate school at Canisius College, and at the time I got my master's degree and teaching certification in PE K through 12 all at the same time. Nice. Yeah. So I taught for a year back there and I wanted to get back to California. I wanted to get back to San Diego. Didn't make it that close to San Diego, but there was a lot of sand where I went to Victorville area. <laughs> yeah. So I came out to Victorville and I taught middle school PE uh, and health. I was the athletic director and did things like that for six years. Also taught at Victor Valley Community College at part-time at night. So it was great to eventually see kids that were in your classes at a middle school student then come on to your college classes. Oh, that's cool. So I taught health, sports psychology, and some of your skills class like weight training and basketball and things along that line. So that was very fun. And then I made the silly idea, well, let's go into administration. So I actually <laughs> took a class one time when uh, at Chapman, now it's Brandon University. I took one. I was like, why do I want to do this? I get to work with kids and play games and teach them great things all day long and that. But the, but the drive in me a few years later was like, went back to school, got my credential all done. Then I became an administrator. I moved on to my first AP job in Benita Unified in Laverne. So I moved is what the, all the people out here know is down the hill. Uh, you know, it's either up the hill or down the hill. And that did that for two years. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to apply for a principal job. And I did. And Fontana, I got my first one. And I was living in Fontana at the time that um, when I took the job in Benita Unified, we moved down. And that was a 210 just opened going west there and made the commute to Benita real quick and close in that. So then when the superintendent called me, because Fontana had eight middle schools at, at the time and they were hiring for a couple of them, he was like, you're going to be at Elmeria Middle School. So back then, put in MapQuest on the computer, where's Elmeria Middle School? Right? It was a mile and a half away, right? I was wow. like, but I never went left out of the, I always went right. So, so uh, I was very blessed to be a principal at Elmeria Middle School. Great teachers, great staff, and that. Then after five years, I was like, I'm going to start apply for director jobs. And I did. And I got the first one that I got oh, uh, wow. in Coachella Valley as director of student services. And when I first was offered the job in May of 2010, I turned it down. 
Uh, I'm a father of five kids, and uh, me and my wow. wife at the time had it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jamal over right, there is yeah. <laughs> So we've been throwing zone defenses all the time. So we just had our we just had our fifth fifth child, a little girl, and you know I had a great situation there, so I turned I turned it down. Then a couple months after, you know, driving home, the assistant super vet service called me. He's like, "Hey, will you reconsider?" And not often you turn down a director job; they call you back up three years after. So I took it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get lots of experience in my seven years in Coachella. I was assistant soup in all three areas, student services with the adult education aspect, HR, um, and ended up in business. Um, so I've been all areas. And I'm not your traditional business person. Um, I come from an athletic background, coaching football, teaching, a site administrator. But I think those background experiences I had makes me better in this position because I can help oh, support sure. different well areas. Super well rounded. In fact, a, a principal. Trades, yeah. yeah. And I had an AP come up to me this morning. He was like, "You're not the typical business person." <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not." I remember my first one. I'm not going to use names, but he was, you know, <laughs> beans and weenies. This is what we serve. <laughs> all is and stuff like that. You know, but, you know, I can relate. It's best yeah. for how to be able to support because I truly believe the title of support should be somewhere in my job title because mm-hmm. it's my job to support either directors, departments, give them the tools and the resources that they need to help kids learn, right? And you, you, you notice I said learn because it's not about teaching, it's about learning, right? So giving them the tools to have all of our kids learn at the highest potential that they have. That's the critical piece to this 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 job. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you know, at, go ahead. I just wanted to mention that uh, one of your teachers, when you were <coughs> principal of the Maria Middle School, Ms. Tiffany is Hampton. Tim- Tiffany Hampton. Yes. She was one of those star teachers. We all have them, right? Right. And, um, and I saw leadership potential in her, too. And, uh, and there's another person uh, I saw that in. I'll talk about him later. But um, <laughs> So she went back and got her admin <laughs> credential. And whenever Sorry. APs were out, she would come on up and work in the office and things along that way, you know, and that she was amazing, right? So I'm blessed to be back working with her and Jamal Boyce, who, who worked with me. In Coachella, I'm not Coachella. Coachella. Yeah, we. <laughs> you guys went to Coachella. So Jamal, Jamal was my technology director in Linwood. Jamal, I saw from day one leadership potential too. So Jamal went back and got his C, his CTO, supported him in that, became a chief technology awesome. officer. And you know, it's sad to see great people leave, but it's you feel great when they promote up and go other places and do great things. And Jamal's been doing great things here. And I've been following oh, them on social media. And I'm not just <laughs> saying that, you know, uh, because I like Jamal. He's done great things and you know in that. So that's an example you know, when you want to support people in their goals, when you see leadership potential in them, you got to invest in people. Yeah, right? and I completely that's some, agree. something I firmly believe in. Sure, you're going to lose people, but that's a good way Correct. to lose people, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, Greg, I mean, you've had so much uh, experiences. What? Let me ask you, what was your favorite job so far? Uh, Not all, here. All. You can't say here. It's only been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, except he's talking here. to I his mean, boss. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, going back before here, because I know this is number one already. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm a great your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, you know, when I was a PE teacher and, and that, you know, so I came from New York State where I was trained as a PE teacher, where you got your teaching credential after you're at the end of your spring semester of your BA, right? And you student taught in elementary and middle school and secondary. 
and you know there was swimming gyms all indoors and yeah. all of this so coming out here it wasn't like that they put a lot of that responsibility on the classroom te uh, teacher to do and i saw that my first time teaching out here i had sixth graders that didn't know how to skip gallop or hop which are basic locomotor skills that you teach yeah. in elementary pe so i like that with kids and stuff like that connecting with them yeah and one of the reasons why i liked it i saw a third of the school's kids every day right because everyone comes through mm -hmm. PE with something you know and be able to connect with those kids and and stuff like that you know so i think that was my best job you know in that but my biggest impact i think it is when i moved over to business side and stuff like that because i do say everything we do in school districts has dollars attached to it except oh, for yeah. one thing it's how you treat people mm -hmm. you don't treat people well it will cost you in that area so yeah. i love the role i'm in now here and in past places where i sat in this seat because i think you can have the most impact on the education of kids and that's what's most important and that's yeah. why i chose to go into leadership and that so i can make bigger impact than so, just one school one class and stuff like that yeah and, and I, i'll tell you that uh when i met greg and we right away we had a connection There's a lot of things he's shared uh, right now, uh, I can relate to and mm -hmm. connected with. Uh, now, I taught PE, but I'll tell you that that was not my favorite job. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for for a couple of years, uh, but uh, anyways. But I, I thought you were going to say principal for a minute, but I, I bet I understand why you said PE too. Uh, yeah. Your background, and everything, and and you can see why we're we brought Greg aboard, uh, and he stood out with all the candidates and. I mean, we had so many oh, people sure. apply, and uh, and we made that connection right away. So uh, I felt like I knew Greg, uh, his values, and mm -hmm. yeah, on the business side myself, I, you know exactly what he talked about. I'm not going to get into about my experience, but just uh, that was the reason why we felt you were you do some great things uh, here. Now I didn't know about you and Jamal working together. Yeah. I don't know about what have changed my mind. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. Of course not. I'm just playing around with that. But no, uh, when I heard about that, I thought, how awesome is that? Uh, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, and I and just to share, like he was a critical part in my leadership journey, where I I had the opportunity to share with peers in the in my um, career path, and because when I met him, I think he came in a month after me returning to Linwood, and I was the interim assistant director at the time. But he basically pushed me towards the director position. He pushed me into applying for the site CTO mentoring program, uh, which was part of the credentials for me being uh, a candidate here. Um, but one of the key things that stuck out with him that uh, I reflect on and I share with others is um, you don't see a true sign of a leadership until you're under the fire. Um, and during the pandemic, um, a lot of our leaders, directors under him, um, we were faced with a lot and we were managing the staff. There were essential workers. And when we're deploying, as far as our department, when we're in the heat of the, the, the fire, like deploying devices and stuff, Greg was the, the one superintendent, assistant superintendent that volunteered and was transporting carts with us. So it was just showing that servant leadership. Like he mentioned support. He was always there to support us, even... In our, our meetings, he was there. He ha he allowed us to have those venting sessions because COVID was chaotic, and it just gave us the opportunity to express ourselves and get that emotion out. 
And but he also steered us back into the right path too. If you follow him on LinkedIn, you see all of his motivational speeches in it. So you enjoy working for a, a boss who will defend you, fight for you, support you, and you want to make them look good. So uh, all the the integrity, every aspect about him. I just want to say I want to emulate that with my own team, and I just want to share that now with you, Mr. Fro or Greg. Thank you, Jamal. <laughs> well, so thank you, Greg, for introducing yourself. Uh, you have a great background. You have a lot of stories to, to share. So uh, now I think people see why we selected Greg, uh, and, and it was a national search uh, for sure. So we're, we're very uh excited and, and I'll say blessed to have you uh, join our family here. So as you know, I am a former CBO, right? I, I played one on TV, I think, or something like that. Slept at a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I don't think people really understand what that job is or don't exactly what business services does. And, and a quick story that when I was director of fiscal and I would go to the director meetings, uh, there was always questions about why do the principals or teachers need uh, things. What, I remember one was like a, a, a printer. And I said, because they're printing stuff out uh, from their classrooms. And, and so I, I was, they were able to understand and make uh, people understand the business side. What, what the needs were, I guess, uh, on the curriculum side mm -hmm. or the teacher side. So anyway, so uh, what do you wish people to know about uh, business services? Yeah, you know, I think when people hear the title chief business official or assistant superintendent of business, they think just fiscal and money, mm -hmm. right? Of course, everything we do is with money and stuff like that. But here's how I try to tell people the, the layman's term. We deal with everything, non-instruction, non-human resources. Everything else is business services. So you're talking about fiscal. You're talking about procurement, which is purchasing things, the warehouse, maintenance, operations, mm -hmm. facilities, transportation. Uh, I'm probably leaving nutrition, so many things that are important to the success of kids right and stuff like that but Facilities. people just think you're the money man you're the yeah money all man. the things that make the district go round right aside from instruction and they always think it's your money yeah. it's yeah. your money it's not my money it's the district's money yeah right and it's my job to make sure we're uh doing things correctly mm -hmm. and we be we can keep paying our bills and they like to say keep the lights on right yeah. you know make sure we're we're stable fiscally right you know and that's important you know in that um because i've seen where districts that aren't in that taking that route and there are serious things that go right mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's my job you know you'll currently a term that i say a lot current plus two current plus two and there's like okay what do we look like in our current year and two years out right yeah. projections out and and stuff like that so i'm constantly looking at those things and stuff like that but the biggest part of this job and i mentioned it earlier support right supporting departments school sites people with um every employee in mm -hmm. the district and one of the things too that i firmly believe in i'm not more important than you you're not more important than me well equally important we have different roles yes and what i don't like is when an employee comes in and says i'm just this no drop that right i've had people come well, i'm just a secretary i'm just no your position is important because if it wasn't we wouldn't have your position mm -hmm. we all have different roles but i'm not more important than you you're not more important than me we just have a different role 
different different script to go off of for helping students be successful and mm -hmm. that we're all important I love differently. That. And but I truly believe that. And yeah, I truly believe that and stuff like that. And I can totally agree because the first time that I met you, the first thing that you did was compliment all the support staff that you've encountered. And um, th that doesn't always happen from right. leadership. So I really appreciate that aspect. And then the other thing that resonated, I want to circle back is you telling your story. Like everybody mm -hmm. talks about telling your story and a lot of people are very uncomfortable with telling their story. But I think um, you shared that uh, an assistant principal came up to you today yeah. as a result of you sharing your story. Like there are non-traditional paths to still be successful. And I yeah. think that the more that we tell that to people, including yes. our students, yeah. um, the more that they understand that it's okay to take a path. That's not the traditional, yeah. I'm going to go straight to college. I'm going to know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, 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 checking all the boxes. Like there's other paths and ways to do it. And look, the path that you took, it made you a really well-rounded person for this. Yeah. And you know, eventually I'm sure you'll be a superintendent because with all that background, I mean, why not? So maybe, but you know, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> in the future, I'm very, help, I'm very happy in the role that I'm in now. And that, yeah. so when that gentleman came up to me, he was like, thank you for that talk. He was like, I'm in my first year as being an AP and this, this, and yeah. I was like, I said, Hey, you need any help, any support, reach out to me. I'm glad to come meet with you and, and help you. And that's experience that I've coached APs, I've coached yeah. principals, right? Um, because I believe in coaching, right? Even the best people, golfers, athletes, they have coaches, right? That's what Frank and I were talking about the yeah. other day. Like even yeah. Kobe Bryant had a coach, people. Correct. Everybody Good. needs a coach to, you know, continue right. to get I mean, to those higher, higher I would, levels. I would think like Beyonce and, and uh, uh, would have a voice coach. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Because how are you going to improve right. if you don't know what, I mean, you see through your lens, but when people are looking at you, and I'll give you a great example. I had a leadership coach when I was principal in Fontana mm -hmm. and I was bringing him to introduce him to my teachers, right? Because they were going to see him. I, I wanted him to know who this guy was. And being a former PE teacher, I tend to walk really fast. My students should be, Mr. Fromm, you're walking too fast. And they're like, no, you're just too slow. Right? So, <laughs> just me. Yeah, right? So, so I was bringing him to my staff meeting. And I was like most times, I'm a little in front of people, right? And he stopped me and said, Greg, when you're bringing people along, it's not how fast you can go. It's how fast they can go. And I will never forget Ooh, that. I because, And he used that ana analogy because I was out front of him by maybe a half a foot just looking back at mine. He was like, you got to bring people along with, with not, you, not pull them yes. with you and the speed you can go, not necessarily the speed. And it's so much as people that lead and stuff that like we always want to go quick, 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 and you lose people and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's where a coach is important to point those little things out that you might not see very critical in your development if you want to grow and, and keep doing great things. I'm Even the best that, have coaching. I'm going to tell that to my wife when she's telling the kids, come on, no, it's as fast they can go. Not as fast. <laughs> like, well, okay, and then Jamal, you're going to let us know how that conversation goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, be in the doghouse for sure. Okay. <laughs> so what drew you to apply at CJUSD? couple reasons. One, number one, when Jamal first got here, I follow him on Twitter and stuff. like that. I just saw the stuff that he was doing here and, mm -hmm. and stuff like the podcast here and different things like that. I was like, wow, those are some really great things going on there and that too. Plus two, for the last four years, I was working out in LA. I had to move out there, but I've been in California 25 years and 20 of my 25 years, I've lived and worked in the IE. And I wanted to come home, right? Yeah. This feels like coming home. I was principal in Fontana 
right down the street, right? In fact, when I got named to this position, they posted an article in their paper. Yeah. I was like, Who? they remember me. Uh-huh. And, and you know that, but this feels like coming home, right? And it's great to wake up in the morning and see the snow on the mountains. Yes. In Long Beach, Lakewood, you don't see the snow <laughs> mountains, right? You know, so it's just, it's, it's where I've lived. 20 years of my life and work and so it's coming home that, where your heart that, is that opportunity too and just and and colton's doing great things here right yeah. so so you look on there you want to be part of that right mm-hmm. you want to you want to join that ship that's going in the right direction oh, and yeah. be part of that so there's a couple of reasons right seeing the yeah. good things jamal do, piqued my interest in that you know and then when frank and i met you know what i loved about it is frank was like okay you need to know who I am if you want to come work with me, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome, right? You know, and, you know, I had some questions for him and, and his leadership style matched my leadership style, you know, and that's important too. Sometimes people just take a job for a paycheck and to move in that. You got to see if it's a good fit for you to be successful in that, you know. So as soon as I was talking with Frank here, I was like, his leadership style matches mine. You know, we, we met for like almost three hours just talking that's about, awesome. about stuff, you know, and that was great. I left that feeling wow, this is amazing and yeah. stuff like that. But no, that's that was, yeah. great leadership on, on Frank's part there. It's like, hey, you want to come? This is who I'm about, yeah. you know? I yeah. Like, and I loved it, right? It was honest. It was open. So that just sealed the deal for me. It was like, this is a great fit for me. And, you know, I, I'm not a huge person of faith, but sometimes no's happen for a reason to get you a place where this is a yes oh, for yeah. you. Guys. And I feel this is my place I was meant to be mm-hmm. and I just feel it I know it's weird it's hard to say and you know explain but it just feels like the right place for me and it has since day one which I came here which That's three awesome. weeks ago you know I've only been here three weeks, but the people, it feels like I've known them for three that, years. I think that's been the biggest thing that resonates when people ask me, I'm like, the people, I'm like, from day one, I, or even when I got hired, when I heard the board meeting, that Brandon called me, Tina P called me, and then Dr. Miranda called me the, the following day. I missed his call, unfortunately, but I called <laughs> him. <laughs> but it was like, they were welcoming in, and I just felt like, and I even told my boss at Linwood at the time, like, this feels weird. It's like, yeah, because you, you feel like you're valued and you wanted it. And like, and so even when I came in, I was my normal self. I didn't put like, um, I wasn't apprehensive about who I was. I just mm-hmm. came out. Yeah as being Jamal and this is Jamal and you're going to accept me as I am. And people were welcoming and yeah, the people were just amazing. Even the new techs I hired, they were like in the first week, it just feels like they're family. And so mm-hmm. I, I also just want to give a shout out to HR because seeing the process of how they hire folks, like, yeah, it's one thing when you check off the box, if they meet the job requirements, but they were going deeper looking at the human level, like, mm-hmm. will these people work well with our staff? Can they uh, add value to our team? And just seeing you, Mr. Fromm, and of course, seeing myself, I think they did well. <laughs> and, 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 but looking, because ultimately, yeah, they're looking at the uh, perspective or uh, intangibles that you cannot really get on a piece of paper. Uh, and even Nairi, and I'll give a shout out to Nairi and Lynette, like, I hate Twitter. Uh, but I know the value of Twitter because mm-hmm. it promotes what we're doing. It helps tell the story and thankful for that. It, it resonates with people who do follow me or our channel and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, yes. I'm just giving shout out to the CJUSD crew right now. So. Yeah. We've made some pretty guys. Let me just say this, that uh, so many people have reached out and I don't share everybody who reaches out and says, 
you know, text me or friends. You know, you heard a great guy, smart guy, humble guy, uh, it, it, all the time. And, you know, it's not like I was looking in Fontana. I have a lot of friends in Fontana or nearby. It, and, you know, that says a lot about uh, Greg and, you know, when people, and you had been in Fontana for, what, 20 years? It's 13 years. I left in 2010. 30, 30, I mean, and they still remember Greg. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, right. The impact that he left over there. And that's per, that says a lot about you and what, what you've done and the impact. And, and so, you know, I had that similar experience like you guys, when I got hired here in Colton, uh, 15 years ago. And, uh, I knew I was going to be here for a while. I just, I don't know. I just felt it. Of course, not knowing I'd be in this position, Correct. but but it was just feeling like, hey, there's something special. Uh, and so for me, you know, bringing you aboard to an executive cabinet, team, blue ship, it's, uh, again, uh, it's so important that, that we bring the right people to, to help us get to that next level. Anyway, so. And as uh, Dr. Miranda was just sharing about impact, um, what do you see yourself bringing to CJUSD? And your vision for the departments as you lead, what kind of impact? Do you, and because I don't think you even shared some of the accolades you just yeah, recently got from Linwood, so maybe you should share on that. And then yeah, so um, I'm a humble person. Humble I, brag. I don't like to brag about. I'm so hungry and smart. So I was recently uh, named the assistant superintendent of business of the year for LA. Right, and I wasn't even in town when I got the award. I had no idea. I was clueless. I went so back. Did to they give it to somebody else. <laughs> so I went back east to see my parents. They live in New York half the year. That's where I was born and raised, and they live in Florida half the year. You can probably guess which half of the years they choose to uh-huh. those. You know, and that I was helping my dad in the yard, and I bring my phone with me when I came in. I got a text from um, Shauna. Uh, who was our assistant superintendent of ed services there, probably one of my best friends on the team for years, and she accepted the award with pictures and congratulations. (laughs) What? What? I did have no idea. They all knew I was getting it, all of this and, you know, stuff like that. So kudos to my superintendent there, Dr. Goodell Crossweight, for, you know, believing in me and submitting that on my behalf, because I would have never done that uh, on my behalf, right? Because it wasn't about me, but, you know. We had a lot going on there with poor construction when things were closed. And, you know, bottom line is we were able to get $250 million from the state to help rebuild a facility. Right. Without that that financial support, that school would not be rebuilt and the community would suffer. So when me and Jamal knows all about what happened that, that, that day. And that was an event that affected every single student, every single parent in that community Mm -hmm. because it was a shift of schools and all of this and bond dollars going elsewhere. So it was a team effort. So Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for the opportunity there. And and that community will always have a special place in my heart. They're doing great things for kids there too as well. Um, and that, you know, and they deserve the new school mm-hmm. to be rebuilt and stuff like that. They've gone nice. through a lot and stuff like that. But, you know, I never make it about me. And it still isn't about me because I didn't earn. There was a team that got Current. that. Various people helped to that point and stuff like that. So 
Then the next month, we got a golden. I got a golden bell with my chief of security <laughs> uh, for our safety task force that we that we had going. That we really ramped up when the COVID hit and stuff like that. So I've never won awards, and I won two, but they weren't my awards. They were district awards, team awards, and and stuff like that. You know, so that was very gratifying to yeah, to that's see incredible that, that stuff. But you'll never see me like you know. I was like, should I hang my plaque in my office? I was like, no, I'm yes. not gonna, because no, I'm not because that's not me, right? Oh my God. <laughs> box and stuff like that. I'd rather have the picture of my linebacker core from University of Buffalo because I like to test people. Who's, which one do you think is me? They always get it wrong on the first one. But, anyways, but do me a favor. When you win awards, can you please let me know so I can do PR on it? Yes. <laughs> you don't have to hang the award, but can I get a picture? Absolutely. Yeah, CJUSD <laughs> likes awards too. So what will you bring to our district? What do you see you're uh, bringing to our district? Uh, district or vision you have for our district? Well, one of the things meeting with with my team here and that is is developing plans to um, support and have them develop. Um, one of the things I'm going to do with my team is they're going to have work plans that align to the district goals and priorities and I things that. along that line, but also professional development plan and stuff like that. One of the first things I say to my directors, and I, I said this wherever I went to, Make sure you have your priorities in line. Number one priority needs to be your health. Number two has to be your family. Third has to be the job, yep. right? And and I said, you can text me and say and ask, hey, can I go to my son's game? Can I leave early? You know what I'm going to say, go. Because those are things you can't get back, right? Mm -hmm. Memories that you can't get back. The job will be here and things along the line. So just making sure that I stay on top of them to remember their priorities and keep those in line. I love and that. And Jamal knows this is something that, that I support, right? And mm -hmm. stuff like that. I don't micromanage. I set goals and objectives and I kind of operate like I like to operate on what's called loose tight, right? Is the, the, the tight is this is what we need to achieve. The loose is how are you going to get there? How mm -hmm. and what tools do you need to get there as well? You know, so there's a, there's a lot of things, you know, r right now my eyes are open and I'm looking and seeing things mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that, you know, but there's, there's a lot of work to be done here. There's good things in place, but you always have place to improve and yes. things along that line, you know, but one of the things you'll find out about me what I don't tolerate is people that aren't kind to people. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, um, because we can only control what we can control yeah. and it's easy to sit and say, and, but it's hard to do. I can't control words out of your mouth towards me, but I can control how I react to it. Yes. And things along that line. So what you're going to see, I like to, I like to recognize employees that are doing great things. Right. So I'm going to look at implementing something along that line. Because I think when you need to make change, you recognize the excellence. If you do that, you do that because people like to be recognized for their yes. great work, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, I want that. I want that as well, right? You know, so and competitions too. So I have a lot of different things that I'm thinking of and things along that line. But what I, my main goals is to make sure we're fiscally solvent, right? We have the cleanest facilities inside and out. We're improving our facilities the best that we can. We have buses that run on time to and from school, different things along that line. But the thing is, you can't just come in and make change. You have to come in and assess, yes, right? And and sometimes you have to go slow to go, mm -hmm. go fast. And you have to have people on board, right? Oh, yeah. And one of the things about me, it's not my way. What's the best way, right? right? So for to find the best way, you have to talk to the different mm -hmm. lenses that are out there that are seeing things and stuff like that. Because it's not about me. It's like, what's best for Colton Joint Unified right. School District? And there's a lot of people with history here that can say, hey, that's a good idea, or you might not want to go there in that, you know, so... 
first thing I'm doing, I have, they're starting next week, going to every site to meet with every site administrator to walk their campus inside and out, That's ways great. I can support. You know, we're going to do that in other areas too and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Here's the thing. I got to see it, you know, and be there to get my eyes on it. And so it means I can't be in my desk there, right? Yeah. And, you know, and that. So one of the things too, I like to have fun. I like to tell jokes and loosen people up. <laughs> Jamal knows that, yeah. you know. If you can't come to work and have fun and laugh, well, yes. What's the point? He's hilarious, by the way. His jokes may not be that good. <laughs> no, his jokes are funny. <laughs> no, they're funny. And he's very transparent. That's one thing. And as he talks about building trust and having people on board. So you get that when he's transparent it, as, with yeah. his corny jokes. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, you have a great, you have a great team, uh, that business yes. division team. Very uh, solid. Very Absolutely. solid. So. I do. I'm very been, I've been very this. blessed wherever I've gone in business. I've always had a great team. And here's the thing. You're not going to be successful without a great team. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right? A head coach in football doesn't win games unless he has a successful team and yeah. coaching staff. Right? You know, so it's not about me. It's about having, you know, supporting the people around me to get their jobs done. Right? And like, I, I, you can't say it enough. The word support really needs to be in the job title. Yeah. Right? Because that's what you're doing. Supporting. Giving the resources and tools to be successful and stuff. And one of the things too, I'm big about is equity as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's no one size fits all, right? There's, there's a base, but there's some schools, departments that may need more because there's more of need. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on focusing on the need, not the dollars. And you probably say, not the dollars. Why is that? Because your need is your need, no matter what. If you have $5 or 50 million, your need is your need. Yeah. Once you identified your need, then you have to do the best you can to meet that need with the resources that you have. But as soon as you start talking, we have this pot of money. People want to say, well, I want to buy this, 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 and this. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Need first, because the need should not drive the dollars or the, do excuse me, the dollar should not drive the need. The need mm -hmm. is the need. And that's, so I'm a big person of what is the need and how are we best going to address that need. So equity is a huge piece of what I believe in as well. Okay. And, you know, that aligns to a uh, shout out to our motto, right? Yes. Achievement, equity, and wellness. Yep. Uh, it's so important. Yeah, and that's the lens that we've been trying to look at mm -hmm. everything we do because it's it's not about the dollars, yep. but about the need. Correct. And so, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Each episode of the Hashtag CJUSD Chats podcast We'll feature our own CJUSD students discussing what student voice means to them. So when we asked, what does student voice mean to you? Here is what they said. Hi, my name is Dayton Hill and I'm a part of the Kindness Ambassadors. Student voice means to me about everybody gets a chance to speak and share their ideas with each other's ideas with each other and people will get inspired by what you do if you make good choices they'll take actions off of you actions of kindness this is Dana hill signing off coolie ranch kindness ambassador so before we close craig let's get into our fast five you ready mm -hmm. all right so first one what's your favorite app ESPN. <laughs> I say, you know, people say, did you hear about that? It's not on Sports Center and ESPN. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I have the alerts. Yep. Have yeah. alerts. And that's my son's too. So, and I have ESPN Plus and everything else. So, yeah. It's awesome. It's All right. All right. <laughs> Favorite song that puts you in a good mood? Oh, boy. Um, Frankie Valley. 
Oh, what a feeling. Back from the days. Wait, that I don't know that song. Can you sing some more of it? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Let, let, let me put me the audio it. things on the mic. Get his tea paid off. I'm just messing with you. Just trying to get you to sing. So I can tell you, because there's, there's like a go-to song every morning on my drive-in that I've been playing. It's, uh, it's one with Santana, but we know he doesn't do any singing. So um, it's a song with him and the lead singer from Nickelback. And um, I think I know the song, but I just it is called. It's a great song. It is called "Why Don't You and I" Mm. by Santana and Chad Kroger. It's a great pick me up. As like every, I put it in. You know, it's a quick pick me up. So check it out. It's a great, great song. And you, you also can't go long. You can't go wrong with "What the Fool Believes" by the Doobie Brothers, and listen to the music <laughs> classics too that get me going. So there's three right there. Wow! All okay. generations. The I go Doobie back Brothers. Okay. All songs Doobie Brothers, I yeah. do not have on my playlist. This went from the fast five to the slow two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, next. So your favorite activity? Uh, go to the gym. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a workout. What time junkie. do you get there? But three well, thirty, four thirty. Okay, COVID? around I, four o'clock in the morning. Four, oh four fifteen. During COVID, it really got me through the mental. Wow. I mean, yeah, I was working out the gym, best medication like you could. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of my passion. So I do two, two and a half hours a day. Six seven days a week. And, Dang. Yeah, so that's how he can afford to drink that Coke Slurpee. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. Oh, that's your motivation. Exactly man. right. Exactly I do thirty right. minutes and I'm good. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like great. All right. So let's see. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Bucket list place of destination: Australia. I've never Ooh. been there. I want to go there. Um, just, I mean, I think it looks amazing you know down, um, is it down down under down, down under right yeah so but i don't know if i could take 18 hours on a plane so that wow. might you know that's, maybe i'll yeah. just go to hawaii you have to and do like a layover or something right because that's kind of that's no. 18 <laughs> hours yeah i couldn't i don't know how people do 18 hours on a plane but that, if i could go anywhere like that i would go australia that's yeah it. your all-time favorite leadership uh book i love books by john gordon and probably my favorite is the N- the energy bus it's a great book. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. we read it tomorrow. Knows, so I love to have book Don't studies with my team. Vampire, energy mm-hmm. vampire. So they're fables oh. and stories, and they're really that's easy to one. read, but you get a lot from them. And that's so we're actually starting that up with my with my business services team. And one of the things too, I renamed the team instead of being the BS team, we're the BST <laughs> team. So we went from the BS team to the best team. So. Wow! Tell you those jokes. <laughs> all right, so thank you for playing the Fast Five, and thank you all for listening. That's it. Thank you all for listening to our interview. This was a great interview. It was great getting to know you, and um, we hope to see you out in the community. I hope to see you active on social media. I'm trying. I took my. Uh, I changed my picture on my Facebook account from the football helmet to an actual picture. And thank and, you. And one of my friends was it's, like, "Oh, it's good to see your face, not that silly football picture." Anymore. It's the like, little <laughs> things that I ask for. I'm like, "Can you please just have your name and can yeah. you have a photo?" So but if you look at the one I put on there, it's kind of looking up, and I had one of my friends. Yeah, you're very there. pensive. And in he that was photo. like, <laughs> he, the guy that responded, he was one of my APs when I was at Elmira Middle School, and he's like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And good night. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Hashtag CJUSD Chats featuring our newest executive cabinet member, Greg Fromm. Be sure to join us for a very special next episode 
where we have some students from Colton High School who take over the podcast. Hope to see you then.